My friends, spring is in the air, and this upcoming concert season will be all about the way you look and about your boots. And Tacovas is your stop for the best in Western style. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacovas store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there is no in-store experience like this. If you cannot make it into the store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your next favorite pair of boots today. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to an ultra super duper special episode of TFL Talking Trucks podcast. That's right. My man Andre got a chance to see the 2024 Ranger and Ranger Raptor and he got to interview the guy in charge. Yes. So let's go to the Ford Ranger Raptor interview with Carl first. And Carl here. Good to see you again, Good Andre. Good to see you, man. Uh, when we talk Raptors, I usually talk to you. Yep. Which That's is a good. great thing, right? My job is uh, Ford Performance Chief. So Raptors are big business the last two years. Okay, so now you're introducing a new member of the family for North America. Exactly. Because I know this truck exists elsewhere yep. or have been. But so let's dig in a little bit deeper because people may not understand that the Raptor is now here. Yes. So uh, a lot of customers have been demanding the, the Ranger Raptor, right? It's a mid-sized pickup, so it's got a lot of adventure capability, garage ability, right? A little bit narrower track. Uh, but it has that same Raptor feel to it in the family, right? So we do the same treatment from the base Ranger. We run a unique front suspension, unique rear suspension, and that's important for us for stability and off-road. So we widen out the track by three and a half inches. So that's overall? Overall, Okay, yeah. so about what, one and a half-ish on uh, each side? One and three quarters. Well, I'm doing my math, okay. <laughs> okay. So we widen it out and that gives you stability, but it also gives us the ability to really drag the arm out and we can get travel out of it too. So we get about right. an inch and a half of travel. So it's so let's unique. Take a look at the lower arm. It's very visible right now yeah. down below. Um, so we're looking at the front. So again, unique upper lower arms. We increase the shock tower height and that gives us room to put in that beautiful orange two and a half inch Fox live valve, uh -huh. which is super critical in this vehicle because with the three liter engine that makes over 400 horsepower, this thing can fly. So we have to have a chassis system that can really match up with a powertrain. As you're basically hauling around a dirt track and you're trying to avoid that eucalyptus tree, <laughs> you want to be able to dial in that right amount of steering angle. So you really want to be tied to the vehicle, right? It's a driver's car, it's poor performance. So as enthusiasts, we want to be able to dial that in. And that really comes down to how that damping is set up. So we're always tracking what's going on in the vehicle, how fast you're going, what the terrain changes from the ride height sensors. Mm -hmm. And that goes through the, you know, the Ford Performance algorithms that we have to control the shocks. So that's how we take what is a position insensitive damper that mechanically can decide quickly what it's doing. But then with a electrically controlled valve, it actually can act as a multiplier that if you are going towards that eucalyptus tree and you want to turn it in, 
boom, you're done. You're going to turn it in and it's going to be there for you. Okay, I gotcha. Did you do anything to the actual frame compared to the regular Ranger? Yeah, so for the frame, um, we run, in essence, in the front, the shock tower goes up. And so that's all reinforced. In the rear, it's a Watts link, which okay. is totally different. Yeah, so, and actually, you don't have the Watts link, at least in the US, yep. on any other truck. Correct. Right? Okay. So there's a little bit of heritage um, to um, one of the SUVs they have over there, the Everest. Uh -huh. uh, it has a Watts link in the back. Uh, the Watts link came into the Ranger Raptor when it's first generation. And we uh, carried it into the second generation. So let's start down at the uh, differential. Yep. Because that's kind of where you can see. Yeah, it, right? you can. So it's a little. It's different than the five links we use on the uh, on the other vehicles. Yeah. And what's a great benefit of the watts? Not only do you get the lateral uh, compliance reduction that you yeah. do on a multi-link, but a watts link will give you a better cornering confidence, less compliance, and you actually have a coilover rear shock on this setup which gives you better damping control and spring control. So as a sporty in the family, these are great attributes of a rear suspension. So you can dial in that turn and you got the response of the rear end. So you're really, you're really um, not limiting the flex or the articulation either, yep. right? Yep. So, I, I mean, I've never driven I mean, I should have been to Australia, but I haven't. Yeah, yeah. I haven't driven this, so I'm really excited about actually yeah. feeling what it's what it's like. Right. So, uh, you know, uh, to be part of the family, we play tough. And so we took this vehicle out to Borrego. So you fly into San Diego, take it over the mountains. So on the mountain roads, uh, it, it can dial itself in and you can feel confident as you're going through the corners. Um, really because of its heritage as it was developed on the dirt tracks in Australia, right? It's got that rally car kind of feel to it, um, which, which is a great position for a vehicle that's set up for that adventurous customer who's a Ranger customer yeah. who wants to uh, be there, do anything, right? You got a bed to load your bike in, go off, find a great bike trail, and then, you know, if you get a flat tire with your bike, you got power to the box, you can... There you go. Yeah, 400 watts. Very similar to the base Ranger here. Yeah. Uh, so you got all the great features to really uh, set up for the adventure you're going to take. And then because it is a Ford Performance vehicle that's a Raptor, you've got true dual exhaust to basically give you the soundtrack of your adventure. And also valved. Yep, it's active valve. Yeah. So, so as you're going over this, it seems like you took the F-150 Raptor mm -hmm. and just shrunk it a little bit, but you baked in, we haven't even talked about, you know, the torque. Yeah. You know, you baked in uh, additional horsepower and torque. Yeah. Three liter, larger displacement V6. Yep. You've baked in the suspension. Yeah. You've baked in the sound of it. Yeah. It's like a little F-150 Raptor, basically. It follows the DNA of the other Raptor, yeah. exactly right. Yeah. So uh, it, it's that same tried and true recipe to give you true off-road capability, right? Even, Big, even huge here. tow hooks. Yep. Even here, unique bumper, yep. uh, recovery point, dual exhaust. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah, it's... Uh, interesting. What's great about it is all the enthusiasts who work on these vehicles, right? And, you know, you know they'll... They'll do rally car uh, racing in Australia, and that's what they participate in here. My team will participate in Ultra 4, King of the Hammers. So the people who develop them are the enthusiasts who know what they want to dial in to uh, these vehicles to make them fully capable. And now, you chose this tire. Yep, it's um, a new KO3 from uh, our partners at uh, BF Goodrich. Yeah. So is this uh, the first vehicle with a KO3? It's our first Raptor with a okay. KO3. Okay. Yep. Um, I can see similar design of the pattern, but I'm sure inside of it, it's got some technology yep, built in. Yep, uniquely tuned for this vehicle. Um, and uh, uh, 33. 33, correct. Yes. Why not 37? Why not 37? You know what's <laughs> great about that? You know, every time we make the tire bigger in diameter, we lose travel. Aha. Uh -huh. So, uh, well, is that why the Bronco Raptor is? Yes, it's got wide stance. It's got a wide stance. <laughs> uh, so the Bronco Raptor set up to have the same stance as an F-150 Raptor. 
so we can share a lot of the componentry. So the shock's the same between a Bronco Raptor and an F-150 Raptor. Okay. So on this vehicle, it has unique track, right? Uh, narrower than the other two Raptors. It's big sharing is the engine's the same engine we do uh, Bronco Raptor right. and Ranger Raptor. So it's, it was all tuned together. The calibrations are the same. Even though it may have a smaller wheel and tire, the impact to the engine, because we run lower gear ratios on a smaller tire, you know, Andover V's is similar. So we can basically get the synergies between the two, the, um, I guess, the two T6 platform from a Ford's critique. Well, uh, it, it makes sense. I mean, it's kind of its own package. Yep. And also, you know, it's not a 37 or a 35. It will be quicker because yes, of it, right? Yes, exactly, exactly. Right? And, and, okay. and it's what it's about, right? You, you don't really want to widen out the wheelbase on this vehicle because it's really about that customer is really looking for a midsize package and it really works really well. When you get it out in the desert or you throw it around, it can go around things that maybe a Bronco Raptor or an F-150 has to go over. I want to thank our friends at Five Star Tuning for sponsoring this particular podcast. They have decades of experience in tuning Ford Rangers and also high-performance Ford trucks and SUVs. So use the link in the description below. Check them out for your customization and performance needs. There is always more power and more features you could add to your truck. So the Base Ranger has the 2.3-liter four-cylinder, the 2.7 now, but this one has a 3.0. Tell me a little bit about this engine, a little bit more. Yes, yeah, so um, we co-developed uh, this engine on two vehicle lines. Uh, for Ford Performance. So we set it up that we were going to do the Ranger Raptor and the Bronco Raptor with a unique three liter that was set up for Ford Performance requirements. So it was a little bit tricky because um, we wanted to get, you know, 90% of peak horsepower at redline. You call it reward to rev. And that really gets in when you're driving it, it never hits a hole and you're always pushing, pushing, pushing. And with a 10-speed transmission, it gets this, this doubling factor of really fast, cool driving because the transmission then doesn't have to worry about hitting a, a low point in the engine torque or RPM curve. So we had a lot of discussions with all the, um, the subject matter experts at Ford and turbocharging. And what it really came down to, we could do that, but we really had to create a real free-flowing induction and exhaust system. So we had to cut the induction losses by over 50%, and we had to cut the uh, exa you know, exhaust losses. And so this is one of the intakes at least? Yep, so we have a single in air intake, very similar to Bronco. Different setup because of the hood systems on it. Uh, slightly different air box upper, right? So for Ranger, Raptors, for Globally, they run a lot of snorkels. So it's basically got a punch out for a snorkel in right, it. Okay. Um, but everything else, all the carrier, all these tubes to run in twin inlets into the uh, charge air cooler system, a huge sewer pipe coming out the other end, it really drives a lot of the induction losses down. So we're able to get those down by 50% than what's on a 2.7 Bronco, right? And then we run active exhaust, right? Same general architecture as what we do on all the Raptors to give you, you know, Baja mode, which is a straight pipe, to quiet mode where we close the valves so you can sneak home at night. So all the things we've learned and all the algorithms that we developed, but that gave us the ability to then get a turbocharger that was uniquely tuned for this Ford Performance application because it didn't have to fight against the impedance of the induction and the exhaust. So we can basically spin it up and keep spinning it up through the uh, the RPM sweep. So it really comes into a great motor for us that uh, really gives this vehicle a tremendous amount of oomph uh, for its package size, right? I, you know, it's mm -hmm. best in segment, right? No one else has a 400 horsepower midsize pickup. No, last time I checked. <laughs> <laughs> so it might be overkill. I don't know why we would do that. Oh, don't so say that. Oh, don't... <laughs> There's never enough, right? It's never enough, right? <laughs> So, yeah, great motor for this. Uh, I, you know, since we've launched it overseas, it's been, you know, rave reviews. It's definitely an enthusiast motor in a package and a chassis that can handle it, right? So really what the challenge was on this is getting the most out of the chassis system because now you can, every turn you go into, you're going a lot faster than you used to. And the power is on tap. It's yeah, there, Yeah, it's right? always there, right? Because yeah. in Baja, 
you know, it's got all the mode stuff. So sport is all that fastest shift that you can possibly do. And then Baja leaves it in the power band. So you can, in essence, it's always there. And so with that, you know, any RPM band, we've got it. So it's a, it's a great motor for the application of Ford Performance when you're off-roading or if you're doing spirited driving on, on a mountain road. All right, so this is what the Baja mode sounds like. Okay. Can you do uh, like a quiet one? So yeah, there's quite a difference. You can tell immediately actually being next to the truck. Ah, uh, okay. So I can see that the interior, so the seats are different, unique. Absolutely. I feel a little bit more bolstering here. Are they hugging Am you? I right? Yes. Or am I growing? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, in essence, all, all four performance seats, we run unique foam and trim on okay. all four performance front seats. Uh -huh. And this one is... Um, from a stylistic sense, they always say it harkens to what an F-22 Raptor has for a seat. Mm -hmm. What works for, for when I drive it, it, it'll keep me in the seat as I'm driving, and that's always what's critical. Um, if you're driving off-road, you always are going to get into a situation where it's going to kind of throw you around a little bit as you're, you know, as going through undulations. You don't want to be holding onto the wheel to do that. You want the seat to hold you in place. And that's what this does a great job as. It's, it's a little bit more bolstered than what we do mm -hmm. on the F-150 Raptors, but it fits that overall image of the sporty, the sporty one in the family. And same with the steering wheel. It's... Um, it's a little bit sportier than some of the ones we did, but same general palm swell, so you got a place to rest your thumbs. Magnesium paddle shifters, quick access to you know all the kind of a la carte a, a la carte features, yeah. right? So you can customize how you want to drive. Um, you can save it to and the I my mode. I want to explain what we mean by a la carte, right? Yeah, uh, because. Like you said, you could set up a certain mode, mm -hmm. a Baja or maybe some driving mode, but you could also fine-tune each element yep. itself, right? So in the mode stuff, you know, we have a true... So as a Raptor, right, you have true four high, right? So we'll drive in the desert in four high. You have two high, which is, you know, great for fuel economy, you know, every day around town, all-wheel drives available, mm -hmm. and, of course, four low, right? So... And then the mode switch is the same thing you've seen before where we, you know, have sport, which is that fast shifting transmission, tow haul, you know, slippery, you know, it puts all wheel drive on. So it engages the, uh, the, uh, transfer case system. And then you go the other way and you go to their off-road modes and you get to, you know, They'll start engaging four by four high, and like you said, I like it. It already turns the yeah, camera on. Yeah, it turns on. the camera on. You go to Baja, and you know that'll give you the setup. They set your traction control up uh, a little bit looser, mm -hmm. right? Uh, put your exhaust mode in. Um, put you in four high, all, you know, ready, right? And like you said, so say. You know, some people, some people drive, you know, everybody's different. In four auto? So you basically get Baja will hold your RPM. You put it in too high. Mm -hmm. And then, it'll, you know, if you want to do that, then you can basically. So then your tail could step out? Yeah. Well, if you're driving on a mountain road, you don't yeah. want four by four oh, high. On a closed course. Yeah. So you don't want, you don't want four by four high if you're driving on pavement, right? Mm -hmm. But you can, in essence, get the throttle control of of Baja, which holds you in the RPM band, and then say you're on the phone while you're doing that, or, you know, whatever, quiet. You quiet it down, yeah. Yeah, you quiet it down, then you say, well, that's how I want to drive. And that's kind of your combination. It's an extreme combination. Um, but you can fine-tune it. Yeah. yeah, in essence, you know, yeah. so you can fine-tune it. You know, some people, most, how I set up mine, I'll go to sport, right? And then, you know, depending on if I'm on the phone or not, right? Exhaust system, yeah, and of course there are some other touches like the. Is this the cold orange color stuff? Yeah, it's cold orange stuff. Um, so on the interior and uh, throughout. So, yeah. And then you know you 
so it's it's kind of this driver centric view that you know over the years we've put into you know gauges and so you get all the gauges and there's more information so this this particular one you you set up transmission temps transmission temps you hit it you say I don't really want transmission temps or oil pressure I want I like with this particular vehicle has um, air charge temp and I always like air inlet temp so when you're driving in the desert I can figure out what you know how much air what the temp is actually going into the motor right mm-hmm. um, but it's all kind of what your preference is and how you want to customize the vehicle but a lot these are very similar if you drive any of our Raptors and that was that was something that was interesting a lot while we're developing these because within 18 months we finished all three at the same time mm. and so it was really getting you know all the interface in the cluster systems or you know the human interface to be something similar as you you did all these with you know three different global teams who were doing the development on all the software on this you know and still you know the paddle shifters the control logic the mode setups to how they work we have a locking rear axle locking front axle available on this vehicle how do you do that is there an axle lock switch mode so I guess I go to low and I should be able to lock it down okay so now I'm in low and then I press the magic locker and I'm locked front and rear see oh there's symbols over there yeah and what did you push to, to get that you Let's push the mode the mode selector button yeah. there yeah I gotcha now so and then you have a quite a crawl ratio too four by four low locked is um it's kind of a crazy thing because you can like you said you can climb up almost anything get yourself out of any any situation in that case right save big on your memorial day barbecue all in the kroger app get half gallons of delicious kroger milk for 129 each then get flavorful tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So it is um, in an off-road vehicle like a Raptor, it's something that we, uh, we require at least a locking rear and four low available mm-hmm. to get you that capability of uh, getting out of any situation. Very cool. Well, thank you for sharing the story. I really oh, appreciate that. Bam. So what do you think, dude? The Ranger Raptor with over 400 horsepower? The, the, the V6 is absolutely blowing my mind. But, yes. but the question is, how expensive is it? Oh, I was afraid you were going to ask me that. Mm-hmm. So the Ranger Raptor, the 2024, right. this is the U.S. spec version mm-hmm. that we just showed you. will go on sale later in the fall yeah. with a starting price of... $56,690. Oh, my God. That is a lot of dough. And as my heart slowly comes back to normal, let's talk about something more affordable. <laughs> well, yes. So, and then after we talked about the more affordable Ford Ranger that's new, right? Uh, we can dig a little bit deeper into our thoughts about this. That sounds good. And by the way, uh, so this upcoming interview right now that you will hear is with the chief engineer for North America, Ford Ranger, uh-huh. uh, Juan. And also uh, the base price of the new Ranger is also high-ish, $34,000, but at least it's not 57000 <laughs> No, it's not. All right, well, let's check this out. And I have Juan joining me here. Uh, from the, you're the chief engineer for the region, right? Yes, exactly. I'm the North America chief engineer for the all-new 24-mile-year Ford Ranger. All right. So in this part of the podcast, I really want to dig deep dive, take a deep dive into it, see you know what's changed, how did you guys improve it right from the previous generation that's the currently available, and also what makes it a little bit more you know special for North America. Got it. Well, it starts with the backbone, the frame. The frame is uh, fully boxed, high-strength steel frame. Uh, it is offering a two-inch longer wheelbase, two-inch wider uh, track, uh, and it all starts from there. Uh, we also believe in the power of choice at Ford, so we've expanded our powertrain lineup from the single 2.3-liter uh, EcoBoost 
four-cylinder to add the 2.7-liter EcoBoost V6 on the base Ranger and the three-liter, obviously, on the all-new Ranger Raptor. Let's pop the hood because you said you changed the front section yes, of the truck, absolutely. right? Yes. Um, to accommodate also the V6. Yes, absolutely. Um, when we grew the, 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 the cab, we grew it with an eye towards being able to package the larger powertrains, uh, but also to provide the, the additional cooling that you need when you have larger powertrains. You know, dual turbos create a lot of heat, and you got to manage that heat, that heat somehow. So most of the growth that we did on the front end with the new hydroformed front end uh, uh, architecture was on growing the engine bay as much as possible. So we're looking underneath uh, the hood right now. Uh, this truck is hooked up to an exterior power source because it's also running the interior accessories. So we can play with the screens and we'll be doing that a little bit later. Uh, but this is it. So the 2.7 liter V6, it's also available in other vehicles, right? Yes, it is. It's available on the Bronco and on the F-150, but tuned for the Ranger. So it's a tried-and-true uh, power pack. We team it up with our class-exclusive 10-speed automatic transmission. So we get great shift quality, a great balance of you know, shift quality and uh, fuel economy and performance. So that's, that's quite special because I've driven several F-150s with a 2.7 liter, and that's a larger truck. You know, it's slightly heavier than this. So I can't wait to drive this one because 315 horsepower and 400 pound-feet of torque, uh, that's, that's a lot of power. Yes, it is. A powertrain matching on a lighter application like this. It's, again, it, it, I love the step-up uh, powertrain, which is obviously a 2.7 liter. I thought the 2.3 liter was pretty peppy on its own. It's pretty powerful yeah. for a four-cylinder. But when you throw the 2.7 liter in here, it really, it, I think when I first drove it, it was just a smile. Uh, uh, it gives you just instantaneous performance that you want, just effortless power. Uh, we also, as we were talking about earlier about the, the, the frame that's uh, offering a wider wheel track and longer wheelbase, we also packaged our rear dampers outboard of the frame rail, so now we're able to tune the suspension much better. So the ride quality improves significantly as well. Well, let's go take a look yeah. uh, because we're walking around the front. So let's start, you know, let's continue with the chassis. Um, obviously, you said most of the wheelbase gain was in the front, right? Exactly. The uh, approach angle is uh, significantly improved. Yes. And so we, we literally took most of that uh, 60 plus or so millimeters was really in the front uh, section. And this is a Lariat box. model FX4. So the front end, front bumper is a little bit different, right? Because you have a skid plate down Yes, here. yes, exactly. You have as part of the FX4 package. Exactly. It's got a, a steel skid plate. Uh, I believe it also offers a couple of other goodies like uh, trail control on its 4x4 system. Rear locker, right? Oh, a, a rear locker, exactly, yeah. a standard. Um, the the Raptor you'll hear more about later that has a front locker as well. Yeah, yeah. But, um, so uh, tell me about this, right? Because previously, on the previous generation, the shocks were inboard, right? Correct. Uh, of the frame. And, of course, it's a solid rear axle. That's exactly And right. you got the leaf spring here. But yeah. now you move the shocks outward. Can you tell me about some of the benefits of that? Yeah, absolutely. By, by moving the, sh the, the, the shocks outward, it expanded the tuning range that we can uh, of the combination of the leaf spring and the dampers. Mm -hmm. and, and so we're able to tune the ride better for when the vehicle is fully loaded, when you're carrying a bunch of stuff in the bed, to when it's just the driver driving in the vehicle. So it gives you that better, you know, primary, secondary ride, which most customers are usually driving by themselves, not on a fully loaded truck. So it really, really uh, uh, tries to improve, or we sought to improve, the, the customer's whole experience, not just when they're hauling. Uh, we have a Hotchkiss uh, leaf suspension, which, which you mentioned. Uh, our uh, Raptor, obviously, will get the watch link. Yeah, you could see it right here. I think uh, the previous generation, if I remember correctly, uh, you guys were calling kind of a parabolic spring design, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not a multi, like a high stacked spring, uh, leaf spring. It's, it's like a single with a helper. And yeah. it used to work really great. I mean, we owned a previous generation Ranger at TFL Studios. Yeah. And I was quite happy when loaded, you know, when loaded, how Good. it behaved. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, uh, I was a program manager 14 years ago on the Ranger. Okay. And I actually thought that, again, for a relatively small footprint, right, it's not, it's not a, a big wheelbase and it's kind of, it was a narrower, I'll say. Uh, the ride quality was actually pretty impressive. Uh, 
Um, especially when it was loaded. When it was loaded, it, it, it was a dream, I'm going to say. I'm going to say unloaded. I, I thought it was a little too uh, nervous. So you kind of worked on that? We worked on that, exactly. Spent a lot of time working on that. We're very proud of our integrated box side steps. As you okay. can see, it's body mounted, not uh, rear bumper mounted. Okay. So again, it's wide enough that you can be wearing work boots and, and it holds 300 pounds. Uh, well, that's a good thing because I had the big breakfast. No, 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 no. you look <laughs> no, great. <laughs> I so. think uh, some of the ones where it's uh, bumper integrated, they end up being a little narrower, mm -hmm. you know, because obviously it's a bumper. You're not going to grow the bumper, you know, a full foot. Uh, so this is, I, I thought, a good way to execute it and allow good access. Uh, even if you're wearing, you know, uh, big work boots, you can get to the vehicle. Well, I'm just almost 6'3", and I can still reach the bed. I mean, just standing next yeah. to it. You're a tall guy. So I, I, can, I can reach the... Floor of the bed. You could, you could, you also. And I, and I could as well. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not uh, six feet. So. But if you have a rack system or something on top here, right, it, it's nice to have this step. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. To get around all the stuff that you would install. Obviously, you see our access panels so you can install accessories. You, can, you, can, uh, you remove these and you can get right to the load bearing uh, uh, surface of the, of the box. So I like it. So in the in the bed rail cap, this is a plastic piece. You even have a little screw decal here or imprint. That's right? exactly. Yep. You you toggle them forward or rearward. I think uh, rearward, and then with a screwdriver, so you push up from the bottom and they pop out. And then you can mount racks, anything you want. That's exactly. Really. Yep. Uh, uh, caps. Uh, you name it. So uh, the payload is uh, well, not on this truck, but. The maximum payload for a two-wheel drive is 1,805 pounds. Correct. Um, that's a hair less than before. Is that because the truck got a little bit heavier? Or what is the weight, like, option for, I mean, trim for trim? It, it is because, you know, obviously with bigger engines, it means more weight. <laughs> yeah. And so that's exactly right. It's, it's a trade-off. It's trying to manage it all, again, within the capability of the architecture. But still, 1,800 pounds. Architecture. That's a lot of That is a lot. 1,805 pounds is quite a bit, significant. Yeah. So, so now five foot bed still. Yep, still five foot bed. And you um, crew cab only. So, so you're, you're launching this truck, the 2024 model. So, got four doors, shorter bed. You're not doing a long wheelbase uh, uh, right we now. We are not doing a long wheelbase right now. Okay. Uh, we're also uh, uh, not doing the the, the Ex super cab, or super which cab. is shorter with the with the with the little uh, half doors. Okay, but you have you know really fancy tail lights. Um, of course, this is showing the bed line, you know, the bed is bed line. You have a um, ruler here. Yeah, we have the, the ruler. We've got clamp access, right? So you can clamp, um, uh, you know, a piece of wood if, if, you, if you're working in the back of the bed. We have power to the bed, so we offer 400 watts of power. We've got the tie downs up front and, and in the rear. In fact, I think, I think it's six tie downs. I, yeah, I see I, six I right exactly. now. Oh, good, you see six. That's great. And this obviously has a, the spray in bed liner. And I see this has a little damper so the tailgate doesn't slam down. Yes. Um, and the tailgate is kind of controlled. That's quite nice. And the taillights incorporate blind spot monitoring yes, as well. Yes, yep, exactly. And they work when you're carrying a trailer as well. Uh, it'll extend to cover the trailer as well. So that's really useful. So still 7,500 pounds. Correct. So that hasn't changed. Correct. Um, the towing capability. Yep. So you still have, obviously, this hitch looks familiar. It I is. Think I think the previous generation may have very similar. I would say it's a true and tried tow trailer hitch receiver yeah. assembly. Again, a, a, a four and a seven pin connector, same yeah. as F-150, same as before as well. Yeah, that's really useful. And also you included the trailer brake controller. Yes, we did. Yeah, it's right here. Uh, we'll look inside, but it's kind of like by your right knee. Yes. Or on the right side. Mm -hmm. So that, that's really cool. Um, I also like you have like lights in um, yeah we have in uh, the tailgate zone lighting exactly so we've added some additional lighting as you can see uh, and with the with the uh, Ford app uh, you can you know you can be standing outside and you can select which zone you're lighting up etc so it's I think the livability the customer experience is really what we focused on heavily when we redesigned it it made sense right yeah and you talked about power in the bed right we, we quickly showed 400 watts. Did you guys consider like higher wattage power? You know, the F-150 offers several options on inverter systems. Uh, what was some of the trade-off there, I guess? Uh, you know, uh, uh, the marketing person spoke about our target customer yeah. and how we live with them. Uh, this is what they asked for. You know, when we deliver oh, Especially range, the 12-volt, too. Exactly, a 12-volt and a 110, exactly. Yeah. And in terms of, of what the Ranger offers, it's the right offering for what customers are looking for at this price range. So 
you did the research basically absolutely based absolutely. on the customer that's exactly right we want to wow and delight but we also want, don't want to drive the the price of the vehicle you know so high that it it's beyond a mid-sized pickup segment because there's the f-150 there too and we have our big brother right on top of us exactly <laughs> all right well let's jump inside because right. uh that's quite interesting all right so this is my first time in the Brand new 2024. All right, glad to power have you. Power seats. Yes, power seats. I can seats. see that. Driver and passenger. Let's open the window, so because we're not running the AC right now, so so uh, we can get a little bit of air. So I can see fully redesigned dash and kind of IP area. Correct. Significantly updated. Uh, if you're familiar with the current Ranger, uh, this is a dramatic, dramatic, dramatic evolution of that design. Uh, it looks good. It's very functional, as you can see. Glove box on top. And um, glove box, and glove on box the in the bottom. Not that, but two yeah. glove boxes. Yeah, and a little shelf and here a on the shelf passenger. as well. It's got ambient lighting. We have a 10 inch and 12 inch portrait screen. This is the 12 inch. And I can see we talked about the brake controller. That's exactly yeah. And in the right I mean, spot for your right hand. I'm right, I'm right handed, and the, I mean a lot of people are. I don't want to. <laughs> discriminate against left-handed yeah. people but but this is quite useful because it's high up yeah. so i don't have to reach down somewhere you know down Wait, below exactly do a blind operation yeah. yeah so that's quite important you have wireless charging we have here. wireless charging we have the new e-shifter as you can see right in front of you but you also have the mechanical we also have one. a conventional shifter as well yeah. they're both levers uh, -huh. uh the new e-shifter that's available on lariat and raptor uh, the standard on Lariat and Raptor, yeah. uh, uh, enables us to offer some additional driver assistance technology that the conventional shifter won't offer. Like Park Assist 2.0? Exactly. Uh, that type of stuff. That's exactly it. Yep, so, and for that you need... But it's still kind of the same control. feel, right? Still the same feel, yeah, exactly. Short throws. Interesting, little cubbies. Yeah, little cubby you got your parking brake here in the center console, and then you have your four-wheel drive rotary dial here in the center, on top of the center console. Yep, you got a two high, four high, four low. So this is the part-time four-wheel drive system, and then your your drive mode selection back back here for off-road. And that can change obviously on the trim level yes. a little bit, right? Yes, it could. But you still have the eco mode, right? We still have eco, yeah, yeah. They all get, I think, on the standard, uh, and I'm going off memory here, but it's all in the paperwork. Yeah. I believe standard, it'll be at least maybe four of the modes, and then you, you go to six, and then I think on the Raptor, you maybe go to eight. Yeah, depending on what trim level you're exactly. buying. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think this is quite a nice design, and you have a premium stereo system yeah, in this, this one. Yeah, this has a nice 10 speed, I think 600 plus watts of 10 speaker, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. 10 speaker, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it sounds really, really good. We spent a lot of time again on the interior. The interior, as you can see, it's it's an evolution. Uh, uh, it is significantly sort of more plush, more comfortable, more livable, uh, and everything's right way where you need it. Your line of sight is is great. It's the right size truck with the right capability. Uh, and and again, customers spend most of the time inside of the truck. We need the inside of the truck to be, you know, a comfortable environment. So this is interesting. I'm looking at this vertical center screen, which is quite large and it looks really, really nice. But you have some redundant controls for climate um, yes. down below it, which I think some of the customers ask for that, right? That's exactly it. Yep. Uh, just like the customers said that they were not big fans of rotary knob shifters, they also said that they want to have buttons. You're wearing gloves. You're wearing big work boots. You need to be able to access uh, these functions effortlessly. And, and the volume knob, that's right? That's exactly it. Yep. Let's see. Let's play around a little bit. Ooh, I just turned on the <laughs> climate control system. Sorry about that. And I think the heat's on. Oh, the heat. No, <laughs> so... we don't need heat. So you have the towing app. So And also, um, you, you mentioned Ford Pass app integration, too, and over-the-air updates, all those things, yes, right? Yes, yeah, absolutely. This has an all-new electrical architecture, FMD4. Uh, and um, Ford Network Vehicle 4. Okay. Uh, and, and what it affords, what it allows us is exactly that. It's over-the-air update. We, we have, a, obviously, a brand name for it. I forget what it is off the top of my head right now. But, yes, it is OTA capable. And then, of course, Sync 4A. Um, I mean, that's kind of the name of the, the entire interface as yes. well. Um, and then, I, I'm just, this is my first time kind of connecting to it. So, I, oh, zone lighting, we discussed that already. Yeah and software updates vehicle let's let's see what's under vehicle here you know, under vehicle menu so you can control many different functions uh, rear occupant alert i usually turn that off just personally yeah. oh you don't you don't have a kid i do you do okay but but, but they're but, big uh, enough but, but but yeah i mean they're 15 and 12. okay yeah yeah they're I'm, they're sitting right behind yeah, me yeah if you leave them behind <laughs> uh they'll let you know i, that I won't like i won't behind. leave them behind trust trust me 
uh, driver assistance features. So, of course, cruise control with distance adaptive, right? And, yep, exactly. Is, and, as you can see, it's a long list. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, co-pilot system, and there's various versions of that, right? Um, and I, I like it that you can select normal cruise control or adaptive. Some people, you know, prefer one versus the other. That, yeah. That's quite nice. And I like it. You can do it, you know, on the screen. It's, you know, the, the, the selection buttons are large enough that you can hit it without having to ground yourself. You know, if you're moving... Uh, yeah. You know, you kind of got to ground yourself before you touch something, right. and it's kind of easy to be able to do it on the fly. And it's close to the driver. And it's close to the driver, exactly. This yeah. is the right size, as you can see. Everything feels, you know, at arm's length. Yeah, that's quite nice, um, General. So, if I mean, if you're used to the latest system in, like, an F-150, this will be very familiar to yes, you, Yes, it basically. will, absolutely. So you're not, uh, you know, you're not reinventing the wheel, but you're kind of bringing it down to this mid-sized truck, basically. That's exactly right. Um, I like the digital cluster as well. In in front of me, we have a tack, we have a speedometer, um, so and all and the key indicators. Trip fuel. Have you announced MPG or fuel efficiency numbers? Oh, we have numbers? not. Okay. Uh, we're waiting for the for the official EPA numbers to come out. Okay, and also pricing is not available. Uh, pricing is not available, but I think I think I heard one of the marketing folks say that the uh, building price was going to be coming online imminently. So okay, very very soon, soon. you'll be able to see it online. Yeah. Okay, I gotcha. Towing status. This is very cool. So let's take a look at the rear seat as well because that's important. Yes, absolutely. So first of all, I'm also feeling the seat materials and this is quite nice and soft. Yes, it is. Yes, This it is, is a lariat, right? Yes, it is. So it's kind of a... But you have two functions on this seat. You can lift it up or fold the seat or down. Or fold the seat back down, exactly. We, uh, we, we, we have new redesigned seats and in redesigning the, the rear row, we wanted to be able to fold that seat back flat mm -hmm. so you can uh, uh, maximize the package space uh, uh, in the back. Obviously, the, the under seat storage that you're looking at right now is pretty useful, same as, as the current production Ranger. Mm -hmm. So you, this is, hasn't really grown in size. Has not grown in size. So the legroom overall is about the same as before. Correct. Uh, and then you can pull this. Yep. I'm still learning about this. You could pull this, and you can kind of yep. lower it flat. There you yeah, go. We're both a little too tall. We're parked. Yeah, we were, <laughs> we're reclining too heavily. Yeah. Is that a subwoofer? That is a subwoofer. Yes, yeah. it is. So behind the rear seat, there's a subwoofer. Uh, your tool for your jack. Yep. Your exactly. jack on this yep. side. And I can see you can kind of kind of have a couple of hooks. You know, a couple of hooks, uh, maybe for Correct. child those safety. For, and yeah, those are tethers, the upper tethers for uh, child, child safety seats. seats. Yeah. There you have it. And also, oh, I noticed power rear glass. We do have power rear glass. We also have sliding uh, rear glass as well. But on the Larry, it's standard power. Yeah. So it's kind of premium truck features in a smaller in a smaller truck. These are, absolutely. And, and again, but a, a smaller truck that still has, you know, big truck capability. So, um, um you know, again, we want to give the customer full utility, full off-road capability, full, you know, working utility, but also give them a, a great experience in the cabin space, right, where they're spending all their time. But significant, significant improvement, I think, on the interior. We spent a lot of time on the interior, as, you, as you've shown. Yeah, I got you. Um, have you considered, I mean, and obviously I want to ask you a lot, like, is there a hybrid? Is there, is there a diesel? Tell, tell me about, you know, the global Ranger, because it's a global vehicle. It is. It's and the F-150 it, of the world. And how it differs, you know, region to region. Yeah. Uh, rest of the world, uh, we have diesel powertrains. We have uh, we have two Panther diesel engines that uh -huh. we offer. Uh, we do not offer them in the U.S. Uh, in the U.S., it's all petrol lineup, uh, yeah. two, three, two, seven, and three liter. Um, uh, rest of the world Raptors are the same three liter, uh, you know, petrol. Twin that we turbo, have in the yeah, US. yeah. Twin turbo, you got it. Yeah. Um, uh, same 10R60 transmission around the world. Um, what about a manual transmission? I mean, around the world and here. Uh, North America does not have a manual transmission. Okay. Uh, rest of the world, I believe, and I'm a little rusty on rest of the world, I believe that there is a manual transmission option for rest of the world, um, but we're not offering one in the U.S. So it's kind of like based on regions, you know, certain countries have different requirements, right? And so is U.S., obviously. Correct, yeah. yeah, it's sold in, I think, 180 different countries. Uh, we have five plants, uh, South Africa, two plants in Thailand, plant in Vietnam, 
playing in the Argentina Pacheco. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, the, we build this truck around the world. That's why it's a, a proven. And here in Milford Michigan too. And here in Michigan, it's something planned right next to its its, uh, its sibling, the Bronco. Yeah. Well, very very cool. So, well, thank you for sharing it with us and kind of showing you know what makes it new. Uh, what makes it special. I really Thank appreciate you. that. Thank you. I appreciate the time. Well, there you have it, dude. That's the deep dive from the people who created the truck, who built it and designed it. It's interesting to me because you look at this and you, you know, obviously we already know about the Chevy Colorado and the GMC Canyon and how different they are from their predecessor. Yes. I would say Ford is in a very similar, you know, type of field in terms of changing so much of the truck, but Ford went a step further because it's, Three different powertrains that we're talking yeah, about. That was surprising because when they introduced the previous generation for U.S., right, yeah. the 2019 Ranger, they went with one engine. Yes, they did. I think they're taking this uh, segment in a much more serious way because look at it this way. Initially, when Ford came out with the Ranger, you and I both were saying the same thing. We're not seeing billboards. We're not seeing commercials. And uh, what I mean is the, the revamped Ranger, which came out. So not like heavy marketing. Right, saying. right, exactly. Yeah. You know, a few years back. And we were kind of struggling with that, but it made sense because they didn't want to push into the uh, F-Series market. We get it. But now it looks like Ford has sort of woken up and said, oh, wait a minute, there, there's some real potential here, and we're going to expand on it. And we're basically going to build a variety of different pickup trucks with different powertrains for different types of consumers. And I applaud them on that, but the pricing really stings. Yeah, and I'm a little bit surprised even by the base price increase because the $34,000 plus where the new Ranger XL starting, mm -hmm. by the way, that's available in the summer mm -hmm. or late summer, they said. So to me, that means what, August, September-ish yeah. uh, time frame for their standard Ranger for 2024 model year. Um, that's an already a $3,000 increase over the previous year. That is a huge increase. I know they changed the interior. I know this. Yeah. And, I, you know, they added some functionality. They widened the bed, which is really nice. Yes, it is. Um, but what do you think about styling? Because we have a lot of comments from our viewers and listeners mm -hmm. who, who did not really appreciate the new style what do you think really okay from the front end i don't mind the styling at all and i like the fact that they are all a little bit different kind of like what they did with the f-series trucks mm -hmm. um and that to me isn't so bad i the the raptor version yes. is looks very different from the other ones and that's thanks to of course you know what they've done with yeah exactly offenders front bumper and all that other stuff yeah so you do know you have a raptor that's great but the other trucks i kind of wish they did a little bit more to make them look a little bit different but i don't hate it i saw some hate online and i don't agree with a lot of what the guys are saying one somebody said it looks like a tacoma well, what of course. What the hell were they smoking well, no it well, doesn't look like no, a tacoma no, no the front end the lights have nothing nothing in to do with it but you know what all these midsizers now have in common is kind of like the cabin profile, mm -hmm. where the front window and the rear window of the uh, crew cab right. uh, have the same like design that, line that, with a little bit of a cut, a little yeah. cut uh, at the end of the rear door. But that's not a bad thing, I don't think. It's not, and actually, uh, from what I gathered, that's for crash safety. Um, oh, for a, a, at its strength. Right, right. Side impact strength. Apparently, um, what you're seeing with trucks and cars is that less less window a lot more steel and that is to make sure that you are safe when you're t-boned but the bottom line for me is that essentially the raptor ranger is a baby raptor f-150 and it really is and then you move up to or move down i should say to the other two really the two just a couple more than two trims going below that and i think they did a wonderful job and I really am looking forward, truly am looking forward to jumping inside of one. I love the new design of the cab. I think it's great. It's it's not a knockoff of the F-150, which I was expecting at first, right? Yeah, no, it's, it has its own character. For it sure. really does. Yeah. And I think they did a great job with it. I'm hoping the materials are better than the ones on, oh, I don't know, your Chevy. Ooh, yeah, too soon. That's, yeah. But here's, here's the rub. We don't know how good this is in terms of the uh, the world of competition that it's competing in, yeah. because the Tacoma isn't out yet. Right, the, the all-new one. <laughs> the all-new one, right. Which is coming in about a week. Exactly. Can you so, believe this? Well, I, I can, and I'm really <laughs> curious to see if Toyota can come back and say, aha. We told you. We're ah, going to undercut you, and we're going to kick your butt, or whatever. Or is Toyota going to be like, oops, 
completely screwed up. So I'm curious about that. I know you, all of you are I, as well. I, I'm sure they've been all watching each other like hawks. Oh, yeah. I mean, General Motors trucks are already on sale, mm-hmm. the 2023 Colorado and GMC Canyons. Uh, now, in just a couple months, what, August, September, well, three months from now, mm-hmm. the Ranger, the new one, goes on sale. Right. Uh, and then I'm assuming just a couple months after that, the new Tacoma will be on sale. Right. And already the Tacoma is doing something that neither General Motors or Ford is doing, and that is they are giving you an option to get a manual transmission. Yeah. That we know for sure. That's already been released. That's what they told us. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's already a, a, the game... It's already getting interesting, and I'm really excited because this is my favorite class of truck. Mid-sized trucks are absolutely my favorite. And if you look at Andre next to that Ford, you can see there's a little bit of regret in his face. <laughs> and I wonder why. So, um, Well, I haven't driven the new Ranger yet, uh-huh. so I can't regret You're much. A, look quite, at that. You quite. are inches away from hugging it. Well, I was hugging it. Yeah, you were. You uh, no, love it. So I was surprised, though, uh, by one thing. Mm. And we can close out on this, I yes. think is remember in 2019 they told us how important the steel bumper was in the front for the American consumer. Remember this? Yes, I know. And but, it, but then they took it away just now with this new 2024 uh, Ranger. That is one of the things that they, I am a little curious they about. They took it away. They, they, they put the plastic cover on the front bumper area, which looks okay in my opinion. But, but where is my bash plates? Well... It's a little bit more, you, you do have bash plates on the... On the uh, FX4, right. there is a skid plate. And also, you know, if you go to the Raptor, then you have a completely different front. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I will say one thing for this, I have a guess. What? I think that might be for aerodynamics. Hmm. And also efficiency, because this new Ranger grew in size a little bit. Yeah. It's a little bit wider, it's a little bit longer in the wheelbase. It gained some weight. Yes. Because of new engines, you know, and V6s. And also interior and whatnot. I yeah, it, it, it gained a little bit of weight, which means it may have a problem with efficiency. Right. You're right. So in order to sort of combat that, perhaps the vehicle is more aerodynamic as such, perhaps it, they're able to save some of those, you know, miles I, that they lose them. And there's no hybrid. You know, a lot no, of our that's viewers... really surprising. A lot of our viewers wanted to see a hybrid version I'm of willing to bet, though, that that is something that is in, you know, coming soon. Maybe Ford, in the works? Ford said they were yeah. electrifying everything. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm sure it's in the works, and I think we may have even seen a test model of it. But for now, at least, this is what they got. And right now, they're having trouble building enough Rangers, exactly. right? So I'm thinking their philosophy here is... You know, offer this the base four-cylinder turbocharged engine mm-hmm. that exists right now. Right. Get that going. You know, having the factory. You know, not too stressed about the new model coming out, and then they can maybe ramp up. I'm hoping with more options and more choices. It's going to be interesting to see exactly what Ford does with this because we're in a weird transition period right now. So I want to see what Ford does. Also, remember the plant, at least one of the plants that they're using to build the Ranger is also where they're building the Bronco. And right. The Bronco is stupidly popular. Yeah, so that's one. Well, I guess that's a good problem for them to have. Uh, exactly. But they need to solve this one. Well, they do because yes. people are sick of waiting a year to get their car. Yes. And truck. And truck. All right. So there you have it. The brand new 2024 Ford Ranger US spec is here. Right. We were tired of waiting. Yes. And now it's here. It is here. And we're looking forward to driving it very soon. And we'll see you next week. Uh, We'll have a lot of coverage of the new Tacoma, Mm -hmm. so stay tuned for that. And also, we're going to talk about heavy-duty trucks. Yes, we are. In the future. Manly. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.